What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Harmonics Podcast. Back, Aaron Trites. Did we go? Did we go somewhere? Yep. We went away for two weeks we, like we, we usually were, do. We were supposed to leave? Yeah. I've been here. I, I left. That's why you Explain smell why so I don't do... I get no... Hey, speaking of getting work done, we've got someone... Uh, we've got a special guest this week on the podcast. Ooh. We're actually uh, fancying this joint up a bit. Um, so with us from Gearbox Soft Software, Gearbox Software, or just Gearbox? It's Gear. It's Gearbox. It's soon to be the Harmbox when we combine yes. forces. Wow. Harmbox <laughs> is uh, Mr. Mikey Newman. Harmbox Goofware. <laughs> Goofware Systems. Ship bring, it. Bring, <laughs> bring all the good. Oh yeah. Hi, I'm Mikey. I'm doing. I've already screwed this up for you. Well, no, this no, is this is perfect. This is par on par with our podcast. Uh, good. Good. So before we get too deep, I gotta ask, your title as I know it is Chief Creative Champion? Is that true? That is correct. What yeah, is it, that? It, I, what I like that how you said that with the question mark on the end. <laughs> it's just... that, that's important. <laughs> I, whenever I introduce myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm the Chief Creative Champion of Gearbox. <laughs> and, uh... What does that mean exactly? Is that like a creative director, but different? Uh, I, I, was a, I was a creative director on a couple projects um, for, before, I don't wherever I moved within the infrastructure to be, we don't really care that much about hierarchy. We care about, yeah. I mean, we, it's, it's, you get your work done and you do what you're doing. Um, chief creative champion basically means that I work, I mean, on stories, on game design, on creative direction, on marketing direction. I've hand edited a bunch of trailers. Basically I'll, I'll take maybe pieces of a, a larger idea, break them into smaller idea. And then I'll champion that champions. Uh, and that, that word actually means, the most right you know, most people think it's stupid um champion just means that you're sort of in charge of a, a smaller piece and you you take it all the way from start to finish totally. which, which is what i do ladies <laughs> wow. i thought there was maybe finish. i thought there was maybe an, an internal arena style battle in which you you came out on top um yeah, oddly enough that's the chief part of chief creative champion <laughs> awesome so um we You've known Nick Chester for quite a while, since before he joined us, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, before. I was telling him to get out of what he was doing and go work in the game. <laughs> um, Janitor. <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we, our, our first, I, if I recall correctly, our first conversation, back when me and Nick Chester, but we're, we're but small little Twitterling people, um, I believe we had a conversation about Cheezum's Pringles. Yes. And I didn't believe that that existed. Cheezum's? Yes. And as it turned Cheezum's, well, hang on. <laughs> so Nick, Nick got back to me and he's like, see, I told you they were real. And he, he took a picture of basically just cheese Pringles, which obviously existed. I was simply taking issue with the word Cheezum's, C-H-E-E-Z dash U-M-U-M-S. Wow. Cheezum's. Yeah. Um, I... I <laughs> I said that really dumb. I like that. Um, <laughs> I, I took issue with that. And as it turns out, last year, I found a can of them, and I took a picture, and I texted Nick. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, I basically beat the crap out of you for, <laughs> for five years. I brought, I brought can we, a... Can we swear on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Swear as much as you want I to. brought a tube of those, those motherfuckers... I could say that, right? <laughs> I brought yeah. a tube of those to to Gearbox when I came to visit, right? But they but didn't. You, but they weren't they, cheesums. They were like cheese paradise. I think whatever. what, but I think what happened was, um, they were they whoever named those 
uh, probably was fired because Cheesums is a stupid name for him. But that is what they were called before they were called Cheese Paradise. I promise you this. They existed. They existed. <laughs> I didn't make that up, and then they made the Cheesums. And we just had all sorts of technical problems. We are about 10 years older, um, but to you, the listener, we are continuing right where we just were. It's like nothing happened. Seamless transition. So we settled the issue of Cheezums. They're a thing. Yeah. Mikey apparently gave I'm glad we put that to bed. Yeah. I was going to say, I met you just last year. Nick and I were in L.A. for something stupid. Uh, Rock Band Blitz is not stupid. We met at the karaoke bar. Yeah, we met at Sardo's, which is an old old haunt of Sean Baptiste. Yeah. Um, And And, uh, stripper karaoke. Yep. It's porn star karaoke. Porn star, excuse me. There's a difference. Excuse me. But it definitely seemed like... I felt bad for Mikey, who had to meet us there, and he got there first by himself, and he's just sitting at a table by himself in this dank... Not dank, dark. (laughs) I don't want to insult it Did I ever tell you what happened that night? No. Like afterwards? No. Let's hear I it. I won't. I won't. So I, I, my hotel, which I was living in at the time, because we were there for weeks. Um, so I was living in Burbank, and I guess that that Sardo's place is pretty popular. And there's some, I guess, more expensive apartment buildings. Uh, right behind there, and uh, you guys left, and I, I was like, ah, I'll stay for another beer. And then I saw a guy that I knew. Um. And I won't name his name either, but he apparently had a, a friend that lived in the apartments over there. And um, I recognize this guy from a TV show I used to watch uh, called Veronica Mars. Um, and the guy was in all kinds of movies and all kinds of stuff. The, the thing was, we ended up kind of hanging out and he had all these friends with him and none of them had any money to buy alcohol, I guess. So, I, I mean, he probably did, but... I went over to the store and I just bought like three bottles of vodka and I was like, here, here you go. <laughs> and like, Thanks, apparently Andrew. now I was the like most amazing person ever. They're like, oh, come back. Let's hang out. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really weird. That is super a, weird. This guy from Veronica Mars, was it the dog from yes. Veronica Mars? <laughs> Bandit? I believe Bandit. Was Bandit the name of the dog? I have no idea. That's why I said the dog uh, from Veronica dog Mars. Name. I think it's illegal to give dogs vodka. Yes. But I might want to... There's probably uh, no law against it. <laughs> Not in L.A. No. Massachusetts, for sure. But that was a great night because Mikey got to witness uh, Nick Chester doing karaoke. Only uh, bad things. And he yeah. dropped his microphone at one point, Nick did. <laughs> and uh, drop and... it. He, he sort of like leaned over... <laughs> Like, like, tried to, like, headbang or whatever dumb thing he was doing to Tom Jones. That's and right. he kind of let the microphone go, but it ended up wrapping around his hand. So the wire swung all the way around, almost into the ceiling, and he just slammed it into the ground. <laughs> like, so hard. And I remember the, the, the DJ, or the VJ, VJ, KJ, whatever you call him. KJ. Yeah, he, he looked over and he goes, dude, bro, 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 dude. Bro, <laughs> yeah, that that guy gave me the iciest. It was stare. intense though, because yeah. Nick was still mid song, and he was saying this over the microphone to Nick. I just kept singing. By the way, I, I... does karaoke every night in Burbank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he only has two microphones. You know that. It's true. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I didn't want to say anything up until now. On one of them. So 
So the story so far has been that I accidentally dropped that mic. Now I think we're like well beyond the uh, fact where I uh, can be brought up in charges. I just spiked that shit. <laughs> did you it intentionally? Didn't need to let go of it. It was just sort of happenstance that did the whole. I mean, you swung it around like I, ab- I absolutely meant to destroy that microphone. Wow. Truth cast. Ah, uh, all right. Yeah, well, wait. What are you gonna do, KJ? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should really dig into the oeuvre of Mr. Michael Newman. Okay. Um, because I have tons of bullet points that I wrote out. Guys, I actually prepared for a podcast for Are me. you just looking at Wikipedia right yep. now? Yep, I wrote a Wikipedia page. <laughs> can, I, can I bring up one, one topic? Of course. One very important topic first? Of course. Um, did you see that, that shit that Ralph Nader said today? <laughs> yeah, that uh, video. I, I was, I mean, I don't generally get offended by just politicians a, when they say things. A quick recap before, if anyone hasn't heard. Um, Ralph... I, let me, let me find the quote. He called video games electronic child molesters. Yeah, that's what he, he called us. He called people that make video games electronic child molesters. Yep. And I, I took great offense to that. I took that a good deal so of umbrage. far outside the bounds of taste. Yeah. The thing like, is, like, okay. saying something like that is just so beyond stupid. Like, how could anybody get offended by it? It's just so... <laughs> It's so ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous thing. I think I get offended when anyone calls me a child molester. <laughs> I think just, just that's, a general. That's where you draw the general line. rule. I'm um, sure he called everyone, you know. But didn't uh, name man, you specifically. That would have been weird, right? <laughs> I'd have been getting some looks. I'm mad that he called me electronic. Yeah, because I am a human being. <laughs> But yeah, that was some some BS. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was that was my current event push for the pie. I just that really made me angry. What a dickhole! I think over the coming year we're going to hear more and more and more of that argument, though not specifically the child molesters part, but <laughs> the video games and violence argument. And I don't know. I I'm willing to have a conversation, yeah. like, but start on a ground where <laughs> it's hey. Let's have a conversation. Right. Generally speaking, if you walk up and call someone a child molester, you will not follow it up with a even-handed conversation. <laughs> that is good. S- Swinging good. for the fences. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I guess we're done with that. Like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> I think this is the first time Ralph Nader's been in the news for about three years, though. So I think he's like three hundred and twelve, he right? <clears throat> yeah. He, he's never, I, I would he be doesn't know anything about games. Yeah, video game. Yeah. Like, please, Ralph Nader, name a video game. And if he was like, Dance Central. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, you got us. <laughs> well, and it's like the NRA speech. Come on, let's, they... be, let's be fair. Ralph Nader plays Just Dance. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. Here. Hey, you said it, not me. <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag shots fired. <laughs> um, but really, really, I want people to have some context for who Mike Newman is. Apart from being the chief creative champion... Uh, they would know you as the writer of Borderlands. The the first one I wrote a bit mm-hmm. on Borderlands too, but that was more Anthony's jam. Yeah, um, I wrote Aliens, Colonial Marines, which is uh, upcoming, and we have a yeah, lot to talk February about. February twelfth. February twelfth. Oh, that's so soon. So yeah, close. it's really soon. Yeah, we're we're one of the first big games of the year. We're super excited about it. Um, I also wrote the uh, the original Brothers in Arms series, uh, Road to Hill Thirty, Earned in Blood, and Hell's Highway. Um, I was nominated for two AIS awards uh, for those uh, games, which is really cool. I also write comic books. I'm currently writing the Borderlands comic book for IDW, which is selling really well, and we hope to do more. So check it out if you can. That's awesome. Um, 
and I write books. Yeah. And I'm sure there's stuff I'm forgetting, but I, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> also the voice of Scooter. Also, yeah, I, also, I am also the voice of Scooter in Borderlands. Yeah, and you're super <laughs> handsome. Don't forget that. And, well, you guys can see me on the Skype video, but I guess they you, don't have to, you don't have to find like the worst, most unappealing photo of me on Facebook to put on this podcast. Uh, no, I think we should go completely in the opposite direction and put up those pictures of you as Doctor Who. Yeah. I believe you mean Doctor Who? Yeah, Doctor uh, Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I posted it on Reddit and it got like 480,000 views. Yeah, that was all me. <clears throat> I, was getting, I was getting marriage proposals. <laughs> Which seemed a little weird. I was like, that seems shallow. I'm not a piece of meat. <laughs> I'm not a piece of Dr. Meat. I remember that day, though, because you were, you were getting to experience all of the internet all at once with that. The, the nice posters and the asshole posters. I don't remember much of the assholes with the Dr. Who thing. Yeah, there were a few. I remember you calling out a couple of them. But you clearly have moved on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty good at that. It's it's such a tricky spot to be in, and I don't know if, if you've encountered this on, on, like, Borderlands, but whenever you work on something that's an extension of that existing universe, like, the, the sense is that fans just want you to do more of the same thing, but there's also, you know, a creative drive to do something that's that's unique or an extension of that. Yeah, I, I got to watch Anthony go through that, because, I mean, the, the way it worked out was I was busy with some other stuff, like Furious Four and uh, and Aliens because I was going to go over and write Aliens, um, and I didn't really have the time to work with the Borderlands because we wanted Borderlands Two to be a very full time job as a writer, um, and I couldn't spare that, so I put in to hire Anthony, and we did, and he did an obviously an amazing job putting together Borderlands Two, and it seems like everyone just embraced him and everyone's happy. <laughs> so. That's I, I guess that's how that works. I don't know. <laughs> like how how do you do it? Sounds like the Borderlands universe is a little more forgiving than even we found with the Dance Central universe. Yeah, you guys tried the, the Dance Central 3 thing had a much stronger narrative, huh? Yeah. Well, like in Dance Central 2, we dropped a few of the characters that were in Dance Central 1, and there was the biggest uproar from the little segment of, of fans that were super into those characters. We were able to bring them back in Part 3, but... People get really tied to those things. Actually, I was going to ask you, because we have fans that create these twitter accounts as if they are the characters from dance central and they tweet at each other like within that fiction i don't know if you guys have that with any of the characters you've created like with borderlands i think there's some claptrap ones running around (laughs) probably quite a few of them actually yeah um i don't i i don't really look out for them i because we do our own thing the, the the PR department and Anthony run where they do the echo casts where we just have the one at echo casts. So you should follow that by the way, because it's a good way to get information in a funny way. But yeah, the echo cast gets taken over by different characters. Like Mr. Torg took it over for a really horrifying month of capital letters. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, we have uh, Hammerlock doing it now for his DLC that just came out. The, the third one. So yeah, we, we kind of do our own thing, but as far as other smaller ones, I don't. I'm sure they exist. I just haven't really looked for them, yeah, and they a, don't they don't a, tweet at me. So it's a part of Twitter that we refer to as weird Twitter, and it's like yeah, it's yeah, like the, stepping the into a creepy Tim Burton forest. <laughs> you just want to turn around and run immediately. Yeah, some of the some of them work. I I saw that the one that that tweets is Jeff Daniels from the newsroom. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That guy's pretty good. 
Yeah. It, I mean, they work when the person is clever. Yeah. And if you have a good gimmick, then it'll then it'll hit. Yeah. My favorite for a while, uh, though I eventually unfollowed him, was uh, the Al Swearingen game developer Twitter account. Did you ever see oh, that one? no. So it's basically Al Swearingen from Deadwood, but tweeting about very specific video game development things, like scrum meetings and stuff like that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's good. I ran I ran our uh, uh, at General Knox for the third DLC of the first game. I ran that for a while. Nice. We had a General Knox Twitter. Um, he didn't type any capital letters because it didn't exist in the future. <laughs> basically, basically, I would just insult people, and that was sort of the whole bit. Congratulations, you're a community manager. <laughs> yeah. It's cathartic. Uh, so rounding out the story of Mikey... Um, I want to talk about your uh, books, plural. Yeah, now. I have books that you should buy, all yeah. of you. How um, many people, is it? Is it 12 people that listen to this? Is that what you said, 12? 12 or 13. Well, yeah. I mean, counting okay. us in the room. Yeah. It's so, like a good so maybe you get and, nine and or me, so I And me makes 13, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tell us, so you've got, the, the first series you did was The Returners, which I thought it was yeah. super interesting because obviously it's a, it's a whole story, but you released it chapter by chapter. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I did the whole serialized thing starting last March. I released definitely faster than a chapter a week because it's forty five chapters total. Um, but yeah, the Returners was uh, what I thought was a sticky idea. It started as a short story where a bunch of people were fighting in a diner, and they find out right at the end that they are uh, Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, and Joan of Arc reincarnated into current bodies, and they had no idea who each other were. And uh, that idea was sticky enough that I was like, I'm going to turn this into a whole book. And then it became season one of a book. So, yeah, we just released season one of The Returns. You can get the Omnibus on Amazon for two ninety nine, Super cheap. And it's pretty awesome. So, so was that format, was that something your publisher brought? Or was that an idea that you had? I am the publisher. I own oh, the publishing there company. There you go. So then yes and no. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Because I, yeah. I, I hadn't heard of others doing that, and it seemed to seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I mean, when you're trying to grow it, because, I mean, you can just go to Boz, B-O-Z, BozPublishing.com, and you can read all the stuff for free. Um, you don't actually have to buy it on, on Amazon, though it helps me to pay for the site, if you'd be so kind. Um, but, yeah, it's it was just sort of an interesting idea. Like, I'll post this stuff a chapter at a time. And then when we get the first part, because it was basically in three parts, three acts, part one, part two, part three of season one. Part one was done. We did a quick edit, tossed it up on Amazon, started on part two, and that and grew an audience you know, that way. I got about 60,000 uh, different readers now. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. So that begs the question, is there going to be a season two then? Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't make season one and I'll make season okay. two. Just like, making sure. You, somebody hasn't finished season one. Dude, no, it's you're true. No, I got a I got a Kindle podcast. Fire for Christmas, so now I can actually uh, buy these things electronically and read them without having to hold a book in my hand. Yeah, you could have done it on your phone. Yeah, I bought I bought all of the chapters, and I I just purchased the physical book. Yep. It's coming in the mail. That's what I was gonna say next. You've got a hardcover edition. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just the Lulu one, so it's kind of expensive. I'm not super. I mean, the quality of it's great, but it's not. It's not something that is, is really viable um, as a business model. <laughs> like 34 bucks a hardcover, is, that's a lot of money. That's, that's what you pay. 
at an airport movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> there should be more airport movie theaters. Oh, God, I would, I would pay that. That is what such a good business idea. To make the most expensive, like if you bought a book at an airport movie theater, it would be thirty four dollars. That's, that's absolutely right. Uh, so, so I got I got together with another smaller small print publisher, and I'm I'm buying a thousand books at a time to sell. Um, but they'll, they'll be fifteen dollars a piece. I'll give you guys a good deal. So that's awesome. And those are going to yeah. be on Amazon or straight from Boz? I uh, it'll start from Boz. I I don't know exactly how because there's a lot of steps. Apparently, being a book publisher where you write um, and edit and distribute your own books is a lot of work. <laughs> um, I've I'm just discovering this, but no, yeah, uh, uh, we're we are going to buy a bunch. They'll be available on. Boz first, and then hopefully from there we can we can get like on Amazon so that people can buy the returners from there, and hopefully my other book as well soon soon enough. Yeah, and so the other book you just announced this, I think, right? It was a surprise to me. It was kind of, yeah. I just I really just started talking about. It. I mean the the cover's been up on um on the Boz site, which you can see right now again bozpublishing.com. You can see it's called the ending. Uh, the subtitle is An Apocalypse, <laughs> because I was being cheeky that day. <laughs> um, oh, I also do all my own book covers as well. I think, so, th- yeah, the, I, I checked that out, actually. The cover to the ending looks super cool. Yeah, so the ending is about, and then this, another, I, I think I write, the stuff I actually attack as a story, they tend to be very character-driven, but I try to find a sticky very genre-style idea, something that could be a TV show or a movie um, and stand on its own merits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the ending is is about the four horsemen coming down to destroy the Earth. Um, and that's that's not a simple process where they just, like, press a button and the <laughs> Earth explodes. Um, it's, it's like a long, very gross process to, like, dismantle everything and kill everything, you know. Um, and it's really about the people trying to stop them. The horsemen themselves are characters. The people trying to stop them are characters. Some are very surprising who those characters end up being. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a really sticky idea to me. It's something I really wanted to work to write because the idea of how do you save the world when God is the one trying to destroy it yeah. was was like very powerful, very big idea. Um, and I wanted to dive into what that was, you know. I, uh, I especially like the con- the concept. It's almost like a Twilight Zone concept of, like, the guys who have to physically dismantle the Earth in the apocalypse. Like, yeah. that aspect of it's pretty pretty cool. Well, well you have all these. You have, you have, you know, the horsemen of war, the horsemen of famine, the horsemen of death. Like, death can just walk up and touch somebody and they die, but you're not going to walk around touching 7 billion people. That would take forever. <laughs> so you have, like... The, the horseman of famine, he goes to Alaska because he can, he can kill, you know, the smallest organisms in the sea, in the ocean, um, to break down an ecosystem. And then you can basically start, because as the food starts to die, the human starts to die. So, he, you know, that's a much more high-level idea. And that's how he operates. And the horseman of war operates by making more wars, which kill more people. And he gets his power from war. And there's, you know, there's... I, I I think there's some pretty big ideas going on in in the ending, and that's that's just the horsemen. Right. That's not mentioning the the two main characters. 
Well, now I'm super depressed, Mikey. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this, so you Oof. just announced. It's a, it's, a, it's got a, it's got funny bits. I know. <laughs> you, so you just announced this, but you've been working on this for a while. I know you, you actually gave me a draft or pieces of a draft like years ago. Yeah, probably probably about a year and two months ago. Yeah, I put it. I was I was shopping it around to publishers, and there I got some bites actually on that book. Um, but that was sort of yeah. If you thought it was depressing before, cover your ears. Um, that's right when I went into the hospital from the stroke in October of 2011. So that kind of derailed that whole thing. And when I when I came out and I started doing other stuff, I just I needed something new. So that's where the returners came from. And I kind of let the ending fall to the wayside because it is a little bit depressing. <laughs> the, the end of the earth and all. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it sort of happened naturally, and I decided that I needed to because I had a, a bunch of friends that read it and loved it, and they wanted me to finish it up. So I I, I said I'll finish Returner season one, then I'll go back to the ending and I'll and I'll publish that, and we'll see which one uh, is the most popular. And you're gonna do they're, both, they're both series, so it's kind of a weird thing to, to you're not supposed to run two book series at the same time. That's <laughs> a terrible idea. And here I am. Uh, well, as you saw, we got a question on Twitter from at Jessa Geek. Jess Allardyce. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, so she asked. Uh, oh, about the cover. Yeah. So in. So if I read her question right, she was the saying five-part Twitter question. Yeah. <laughs> she was, was like, saying in the girl. Returners, someone is reading the ending. Yep. And then on the book in the Returners, the book cover of the ending has horses, and then you release the ending in real life. And it does not have horses on the cover, and that was her question. <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> I, I think I'm going to print one version of the book with horses on the cover just for her. Just, just so, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I put a little cheeky wink to uh, the ending in The Returners, because that's, that's a fun thing to do. And also, so that no one ever is, asks, like, do these exist in the same universe? Because <laughs> that... Yeah, Tarantino loves doing that. So yeah. by putting it in a book in the other universe, it's clear that it's not. And it's good advertising for the <laughs> other book. Um, Synergy. But yeah, I, there was no no cover existed for the ending at that point, And I guess I figured there'd be horses on it. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and her further question, I figure we should ask because I told her I would, uh, was... Did the Returner's world building inspire your idea for the fourth horseman to be ending the world in the end? Um, wait, ask that again? She says, did the Returner's world building inspire your idea of the four horsemen ending Earth? No, because as we talked about a second ago, the ending existed before the Returner's. Boom. Um, which is funny because then I have to be really careful about, uh, with the returners not going to apocalyptic, <laughs> though the stakes keep getting raised. Um, yeah, I might, I might find myself in a conundrum where people are like, do you write anything but apocalypses? <laughs> is that all, is that all you can do? Is that the only way you can, you can ham fist your drama <laughs> out of that rock? And I'm like, yep, that's the only way. You just there are no other stakes besides the world is gone. You are a preeminent pre-dystopian writer. Expert on ham fisting. What a do. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, we need to 
get going, Nick is just going to tell us what next week's Rock Band DLC is. If you'd like to stick around, this little secret for you before we actually tell the world I on Friday. I feel like I feel like T Drake didn't show up no. and abandoned me. He's actually my... been here the whole time, very quiet. <laughs> That's not true. We, I, I don't, don't think we'd be able to keep him quiet if he were in the room. No, you could you would just hear them hear him breathing. Even if he was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Drake was just too busy today to join us, which is too bad. Things I'll, be I'll, happening. I'll stick around for the announcement. Yeah. I want to know what this is. Do you want to take a I'll guess? I'll react accordingly. Do you want to take a guess? Do you want to take a guess who it might be? It's a, it's a single band that has never been in rock band before. Not really. We had... Single band? Yep. What does that mean? None uh, of them have girlfriends. It's not like a pack of <laughs> different bands. It's just one band. Whoa. One band. It's a pack. It's never been... I, man, I don't know. You guys release I, so much DLC. Like, the likeliness that I would remember all of it is... They're, they're a, a big band, big enough for someone else to make a full game Yep. Uh, for them. Oh. Start alphabetically. Work your way up. From... Has, has you two been in yeah, al- rock band before? Alphabetically. <laughs> Oh, Coldplay. No, have they been in rock? I don't know. Right. ABBA. ACDC. You're so close. You're so close. <laughs> I wish it was ABBA. <laughs> uh, ABBA has to have already been You know what? Let's just, do, let's just do ABBA. Let's make it All an right, ABBA pack. So next Executive week we have a six-pack of ABBA songs. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's actually not happening. So next week we have a, a six-pack of Aerosmith songs. The correct Aerosmith. answer would have been, been in there? Aerosmith. Nope. We've released one cover... Five, almost six years ago. Yeah, on that Rock Band is, 1 disc. Is, is the song Dream On so that La, Let me get to it. The worst. Let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to it. <laughs> Pace so, yourself. So it's Sorry. a six-pack of uh, songs. It's called Aerosmith's Greatest Dimension Pack. Yeah. Uh, the tracks include... Uh, don't ask. <laughs> the, the tracks included are Walk This Way. Yeah. Ooh. Sweet Emotion. Ooh. Yeah. Back in the Saddle. Yep. Huh? Dream On Live is- from the Vault. <laughs> Legendary Child and Lover A Lot. And we have wow. two pro upgrades for uh, Sweet Emotion and Dream On. I like the way, I like yeah, the way you say be, Sweet Emotion because it sounds like you're saying a Sweet Emotion. Like Sweetie and Motion. Sweet Emotion. Yeah, sounds sexy. I heard yeah. Sweet Emotion. Yep. Sweet sounds Emotion. <laughs> sweet Emotion. <laughs> so that's that's actually a pretty big deal. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Here's, a, here's a topical question. Do yeah. you guys have... Uh, uh, Baby Got Back by Jonathan Colton. You know, <laughs> YouTube singer Jonathan Colton. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. That's how. What a bunch, uh, of, what a bunch of dicks, yeah. Fox. <laughs> I can't remember which outlet was that referred to him as an AV Club, maybe. I can't remember. Someone called him a YouTube singer. I think it was Huffington Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was bad. Jonathan Colton's awesome. The Joko, he's great. Yeah, yeah I think can, we have something like ten of his songs of in his Rock songs. Band. Rock Band Network. Well, you had that new album. I think that's what you guys picked up. And you guys have the Portal song, which he wrote. Yep. So. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we have to go. We've taken up so much of your time. Uh, thanks a ton, Mikey, for joining us. Yeah, this is fun. You guys should have me back. I'm really good. Done. Yeah, sure. Next week? Every <laughs> Every week? <laughs> We always need people and content for our podcast. So. You guys, what we should do is we should have a thing where when I come on, you let me announce songs coming to rock band and then i just say some shit yep and then you either have to try to get them or i've said something <laughs> that already exists in rock band, which is probably more likely sounds good yeah, good, good deal. game <laughs> all right so we will sign off for, for the podcast and then i will hang up so just hang on one second uh so thanks for listening everybody this is the harmonics podcast we'll be back in two weeks with more guests goofs and um, maybe spoofs maybe maybe a spoof maybe not All right, thanks, everybody.